During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. Antac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Red Monday is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Congratulations to David. He wins those Shocker tickets. He's going to go watch the Roadrunners and the Shocks. Wednesday, February the 7th. Keep listening throughout the rest of the week. Might have some more giveaways for you. If you're lucky enough, when you call, get some freebies. Shocks Roadrunners, February 7th, 6.30. Don't be late. All right, uh, speaking of the Shocks, Wichita State yesterday, while the Chiefs were handling the Ravens, were up against maybe the toughest team analytically speaking, this side of Kansas all year long. Uh, and they won uh, 77-72 in very impressive fashion, beating, which, beating uh, SMU yesterday at the Roundhouse. After trailing at the break and against a team that is about as much like North Texas as anybody else in the conference. And if you don't know what I mean, check out North Texas box scores. Uh, they lost a nail-biter to FAU down in Boca Raton yesterday. But point being, North Texas is as defensive-minded as anybody in the country by any metric or any stat. But SMU is not far behind, which makes Wichita State's win yesterday – all the more impressive. And it was a high-possession game, way higher than 
North Texas usually plays. But SMU clamps you down like only North Texas really can do. But after trailing by four at the break and riding some pretty hot shooting that you figured would eventually fizzle out, and it was also semi-derailed by turnover issues in the first half, all Wichita State did was outscore SMU 40-31 to 31 in the second half, commit just one turnover in the second half. One. They had 11 at halftime and only ended up with 12. And they closed the game on an 8-0 run over the final 143 to win and snap an eight-game losing streak. It was the longest since Wichita State dropped 11 straight during Mark Turgeon's first season. But in snapping that losing streak, they also extended a winning streak over SMU to eight games. And will extend into the conference tournament if they should happen to meet again because they don't play in Dallas and may have played SMU for the last time in a long time because SMU is out the door. But defensively, SMU came into that game top 10 nationally in defense. More specifically, and these are really mind-boggling numbers uh, that the Shockers put up yesterday, especially on the heels of what they did and didn't do against ECU and only scoring 52 points. SMU ranked third in the nation in three-point percentage defense. So opponents hit 26.5% threes against SMU. Yesterday, Wichita State was a very good 38%, 6 of 16, so they were a little selective, but way better than SMU normally allows. SMU defensively allows 37.4% from the floor. That is third in the country. Field goal percentage defense, 37.4. Wichita State, 47% on more than just a few shots, 60 field goal attempts. They were 28 of 60, 46.7%, almost 10 percentage points better than SMU allows. SMU is ninth in scoring defense. They only allow 63 points a game. Shockers hung 77 on them. They also, SMU, leads the American in assists per game. They last uh, yesterday had only 13 on 29 makes. And not surprisingly, because they're in the top five in the country in the categories I just told you, they lead the American in field goal percentage defense, rebound margin. Oh, by the way, Shockers out-rebounded them by seven yesterday. Scoring margin and three-point defense. All American bests. But all that was before yesterday. And in watching the first half and seeing them, Wichita State, I mean, hang around and only trail by four at the break, it occurred to me, and it occurred to me at about the eight-minute mark when it was 29-18, to 18, man, SMU is just better than Wichita State. They're longer 
uh, top to bottom, you know, um, rotation-wise. All those guys generally longer than Wichita State, with apologies to Quincy Ballard. Better shooters. And in the first half, it showed. And really in the game, it showed. They shot 50% from the floor. SMU did. And if you tell any Shocker fan that SMU would come into Wichita and shoot 50%, you'd probably be headed for the exits fairly early to go catch the second half of the Chiefs game. But for those that went and those that stayed, you got a glimpse of fill in your own superlative in the blank here. 12-2 run over the last 250, 8-0 run over the last 117, and actually salted the game away at the free throw line too. Harlan Beverly led a really balanced attack. He's the only guy that over the last, I don't know, four or five games has had offense come easy for him. Colby Rogers has had his issues here and there, so has Dale and Original, although Original was better yesterday. And Ronnie DeGray was pretty good yesterday, too. Shockers had four players in double figures, six players with nine or more points, and everybody that played had a pretty big contribution. Now, Paul Mills trimmed his rotation by one. Isaac Bide, DNP, yesterday, assuming coach's decision there. But Ronnie DeGray probably did as much as anybody or anything to keep a B-Day on the bench. 19 minutes, 11 points, three offensive rebounds, and only one turnover in those 19 minutes. Bijan Cortez started at the point, only played 16 minutes. Xavier Bell played 32, but only had one turnover and five assists in those 32 minutes out there. Again, Beverly, 14 points on six of 12 Stat stuffer like he normally is, five rebounds, four assists, one steal in 35 minutes. And Colby Rogers, not known for his defense necessarily, had the play of the game at the end and really was super active in non-offensive situations over the, the final 143 or whatever where Wichita State outscored him eight to nothing, grabbing rebounds and playing defense on Zurich Phelps blocking a floater by Phelps, which Rogers then rebounded, then was fouled, hit both free throws to make it a three-point game. And then with one chance left, SMU missed a three-pointer and also the front end of a one-and-one. And then Xavier Bell hit two free throws on the other end. So if only for one game, Wichita State put it all together. And they've had their moments where they've done just that. So it leads you, or if you're a Shocker fan, glass half full, it leads you to think that there are more good ones in this bunch when you do something like that against a team that was 37 in Ken Palm and 33 in the net. The only team that they've played that's anywhere close to that is Kansas. Kansas entered yesterday 17 in Ken Palm and somewhere around there in the net, I'm quite sure. But you look back to the teams that Wichita State has played and forward to a couple of them that they haven't. 
and forward to a few of them that they're going to play again. That schedule is littered with top 150 teams in Ken Palm. And for as much as Wichita State has struggled to win games over the last month, they're 151 themselves. So it's not as if they're bottom of the barrel after that eight-game losing streak, certainly not in the American, but comparatively speaking, they're still in the top half in the country, even at 9-11. and 11. Their Ken Palm went from 162 to 151 after the win against SMU, but you look back, they played Liberty way back on, on November 17th. They're 102, so they're borderline top 100 in the Ken Palm. Richmond, who they beat, is 82. Remember that? November 29th, 80 to 68. Richmond's 82. The Missouri loss, not all that bad, 113. Then the KU and K-State are both top 100, obviously. K-State 65. Kansas 17, North Texas, the aforementioned Mean Green, they're 71. And then losses to Memphis and Florida Atlantic were not surprising. But those two are 57 and 27 and Ken Palm, respectively. And the loss to South Florida wasn't exactly a anchor around Wichita State's neck either. They're 127. And then, of course, you had that win yesterday against SMU, who's 37 you got future games against Charlotte, UAB, and Tulane all on the road. All those guys are sub-150 or better than 150 in the Ken Palm. But most importantly, the Shockers took care of the zero on the left side of the column. They improved to 1-6 and six in the league, 9-11 and 11 overall, and they've now won eight straight over SMU including two wins last year by a combined four points. And they win yesterday by five and had to come from behind to do it. Impressive stuff by Wichita State at the same time as Kansas City was doing battle with the Ravens and pretty much during every timeout up on the scoreboard, the Chiefs and Ravens score would pop up there, uh, much to the delight of most of the Shocker fans that were there, and a handful of them had not only the black and gold on, but some red in there somewhere else. So you knew that they were maybe, if not one eye on that game and one eye on the Chiefs game, at least uh, wanted to sprint home after the Shockers beat SMU and watch the end of the Chiefs game, which no doubt made them happy. But Anyway, you sliced that game yesterday. I don't know how you could not come away at least satisfied. Now, if you're pessimistic or glass half empty, you might think, all right, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. But you don't accidentally shoot 47% against SMU. You don't accidentally out-rebound them by seven. And you don't luck into 21 second-chance points to only four for SMU. Again, it's been few and far between, I get it, games like this. Because you only have to go back one game to see a real clunker. And that was that East Carolina loss, 54-52. to And a couple of opportunities get away in Florida, leading FAU and USF both at halftime, only to lose both. And 
there's some scar tissue, I'm sure, from the Memphis game where they gave up 112. And I, that's understandable. But if you watched even semi-closely that yesterday, you had to, I think, at least come away impressed that there's still plenty of fight left in Wichita State. Because if you don't come out against SMU focused and locked in for the whole game, you'll get embarrassed. I mean, I read you the, the numbers. They will lock you down, and they are, again, a lot like North Texas, and not probably in the same stratosphere as Houston, but Houston wasn't in the league all that long ago, so I know you Shocker fans know what they do to people. And SMU, statistically speaking, if you haven't been paying attention to them, that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. They lock you down, they smother you. And Wichita State hung 77 on them, where other teams, um, statistically speaking, barely get into the 60s. And he also had a game, a big boy game for Quincy Ballard, who we know all about his shot-blocking prowess, but he came to rebound yesterday too. He helped Wichita State with that plus seven on the boards with six rebounds. Didn't block shot, but had six rebounds. And like I said, everybody that played, you don't have to squint too hard to find out what they did well because there was some good in all. So a really satisfying day if you were a Shocker fan and a Chiefs fan. And if you would have somehow been able to or been lucky enough to take the Shockers and the Chiefs in a money line parlay, well, you know the rest. That was that was a satisfying day for you if you liked both. And Wichita State snapped that long, long losing streak. And when you think back also to the game that they won, that was the SIU game. That was back on December the 16th. Think about this for a second. If Ronnie DeGray or... Quincy Ballard, whoever ended up blocking that shot at the end of the game. If that didn't happen, that losing streak would have been double digits because they lost to South Dakota State and Missouri prior to that. So that 69-68 win and the shot blocking by whoever blocked it, I know who they gave it to, but whoever really blocked it, Wichita State would have been right at that Mark Turgeon era losing streak, but we don't have to talk about it anymore because Wichita State won. 8-0 run over the final 117 to knock off the ponies and get Wichita State in the win column in the American. All right, coming up next, a little bit different story when it comes to KU and that game against Iowa State and our Monday visit with our Jayhawk insider, Matt Tate, from R1S1Sports.com, coming your way, brought to you by Super Pools. What happened in Ames besides a onslaught of three-pointers? We'll talk about that, and also look forward to KU and Oklahoma State. That game is tomorrow with coverage right here on the channel starting at 6.30. KU Talk with Matt Tate. That's coming up next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. 
that's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey, I'm Ariana. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Southwest Salad is when I take a bite, it's like, wow. I'm getting a punch from the roasted corn. I'm getting a kick from the spicy chicken. It's just great. Hi, this is Tori. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Cobb Salad is the avocado lime dressing. It adds to the chicken, the bacon, and the roasted corn. It takes the salad to a whole nother level. Order a salad for delivery on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an edition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times as represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. 
the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's 125 here on a Monday. KU falls to Iowa State 79-75. Furious Jayhawk comeback fell a little short. Hilton Magic alive and well. More on that in a moment. And we jump on the hotline right now and talk to our Jayhawk insider, Matt Tate. He's brought to you by Super Pools. Let them turn your dream into a reality by giving your family the backyard they've always wanted. Give Jenny a call today. Or go to superpoolsusa.com and mention ESPN Wichita and get a free robot cleaner for all new builds. Call 316-880-3900. We welcome in Matt Tate from r1s1sports.com, Wave the Wheat. And Matt, if anybody overlooked, me included, or perhaps discarded Iowa State in the Big 12 race, you better think again. Because they improved to thirteen and thirteen and zero at home this season, and knocked in fourteen three pointers for good measure. That's probably a one off, but uh, KU learned a tough lesson at Hilton. They were all too aware that it's really hard to win up there. What was besides fourteen three point makes the big keys for you? Well, yeah, that that was obviously the biggest thing. I mean, their game plan, as Self talked about after the after the loss, there was was kind of to let them shoot or at least let a couple of guys shoot. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's the numbers and, and, and that's the percentage play and that's the right strategy and, and it backfires and it burns you. And, and uh, it's happened to him and to Kansas a handful of times. I would say it's gone the other way a lot more times and, and you know, people just kind of expect that so they don't really even recognize it when it does happen that way. But, um, you know, it, 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 it wasn't the end-of-the-world type of loss up there. I think Iowa State's a very good team. Um, and obviously, like you just mentioned, it's a very tough place to play. I think more than anything, it was the way it happened. Um, I, I thought Kansas was really good for the first, you know, 10, 12 minutes of that game. Uh, they they really took the crowd out of it. They had the lead for a while there. They, they you know, kind of controlled the way they wanted the game to be played. Um, and then KJ Adams got his second foul and had to sit the final 10, 27 of the, of the half. And, you know, that's significant because KJ was really good in the second half and, and he got his third foul pretty early in the second half, but, uh, that didn't, that didn't mess with him too much. And, and he, he was so aggressive offensively and got to the line 10 times and made seven of them. And I mean, really just a great performance in the second half by him. So, you know, you wonder if he had been able to be out there the rest of the, the first half or even eight of those ten and a half minutes that he missed, you know, would that have been enough? And it might have been. It might have, it might have allowed Kansas to keep control of that game a little bit more um, instead of having to go to the bench. And the 14 threes are a lot, but as Self said, you know, they scored 17, I'm sorry, 75 points up there. That should be enough. Yeah. And it wasn't. And that's a lot because of the way KU defended, of course, but it's also a lot because of that bench. And I think that's, uh, that's a significant problem right now, not just because you're not getting production from those guys, but because the lack of production there is forcing those other guys to play damn near the whole game. And 
Can they do it? Yeah. Can they win that way? Yeah. But is that going to wear them down? Is that going to take its toll as the season continues to move forward? Uh, I, I think you have to worry about that. So I don't know how they're going to figure it out. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I have a theory, if you want to hear it. I, I have a theory for uh, tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, with Oklahoma State coming to town. Well, let's hear it. Fire away. There you go. I had to, You had to ask. I wasn't just going to throw it at you. You had to ask. <laughs> Um, no, I, look, I, you know, it's, it's pretty out there and it's pretty ridiculous and nobody would probably ever do it, but they whipped Oklahoma State in Stillwater and Oklahoma State, you know, they've got some talented pieces, but they're not a very good basketball team. Uh, I, I don't see that one being a problem at all. Mm-hmm. I would love, love to see him give El Marco Jackson and maybe Parker Brown and Nick Timberlake even put them in the starting lineup tomorrow night. Let's see what happens. I, I, you know, it's not that those guys haven't got enough run. It's not that those guys don't know their role. But, but to me, and, and I, you know, I say this as a as a former scrub on the bench and a B team guy all my life. Like to me, I think there's a there's a question about just how invested these guys are in not the program, not trying to win, not trying to make this team the best it can be, but putting that on their shoulders. Um, it's so easy to look around and see we've got Hunter Dickinson. Well, we're okay. We'll let him do it. We've got K.J. Adams. He's a freak athlete, best athlete on the floor most games. He can do it. Um, Kevin McCullough's been killing it all year, averaging 20 points a game. He'll score. You know, and, and I think it's subconscious stuff. Um, again, none of those guys are sitting there actually thinking that, but I think you get used to playing that way. You get used to deferring that way, and and I think it can kind of become – your reality a little bit. So, again, it won't happen. Uh, I'm heading to a press conference after this. I might even ask about it just to throw it out there and see see what Self says and see how much he, you know, ridicules me for the question. But I, I would love to see it. And, you know, that doesn't mean you have to play Timberlake and El Marco and Parker Brown 40 minutes, you know. Right. But put them out there. Let them, let them feel like this is their game. And let's see what that looks like for five minutes and, and – you know, just kind of flip the script a little bit, see if that changes any kind of mindset or mentality for those guys because they all have talent. There's there's talent sitting on that bench. To me, it's just a problem of, uh, I guess, them being aggressive or, you know, being the kind of players that go out and, and assert themselves. And, and we haven't seen that. And on one hand, that's the right way to play because you don't want to go out there and try to take ten shots and be the hero when you don't need to. You just need to go play your role. But on the other hand, when you get into these moments where you are needed, you're so used to not doing it that, that maybe you don't know how to flip that switch. So, I, I, you know, it's a fun theory. I would love to see it, but I don't think we're going to. I love the ideology, uh, but I think the pushback from Bill Self will be, you know, they give scholarships to the other guys too, and we can't necessarily take this for granted. But I think that also leads into – an interesting conversation that needs to be had and that they uh, were talking about, I think, on the, the broadcast, if not in another game. But this is a the, – the bench being so short as it is or the rotation being so tight as it is, it's not necessarily going to be an issue in March per se because you're never going to play back-to-back games. Uh, you'll get a game in, a day in between. But will they let enough of this Big 12 season get away from them that they can't set on the one, two, or three line, for example, and take advantage of their 
five and a half or six studs that they can march out there in March and make a deep run. You got to get there first. So I'm with you. I, I love the theory as well because tomorrow night it's uh, all right, you guys. If not now, when are we going to get it from you? Yeah, well, that's right. And 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 you're exactly right. I mean, self talked about that last week, so maybe the broadcast picked that up from from his press conference before that game, but. He emphasizes that all the time. Those are their guys. The five guys they ride are going to be the guys they ride in March. My question is, yeah, like you just said, I mean, this this conference can get away from them in a hurry. Their remaining mm-hmm. road games are all difficult, all coin flips, unless, you know, there'll be underdogs in two or three of them. Um, and, and I, you know, I just don't know if – I don't know if, if you can play these guys and sell out – so hard putting 38, 39, 40 minutes on those first five guys every single night. I mean, at the end of the season, they're going to be worn down. It doesn't mean they'll be worn down in any given game. And like you said, they will be a day off and they'll get a little rest if they advance and all that stuff. But a season worth of wearing that on your shoulders does take its toll. And I, you know, that that's the bigger question that I have is, is, not necessarily fatigue within the games themselves, but the season worth of carrying a team on your shoulders like that with such a thin, you know, bit of depth behind you. I just think that that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, and and not that that's not just physically either. You know, physically yeah. that's a big part of it, but that's a emotional, mental. There's there's some real stress, especially at a place like Kansas, uh, where. You're expected to win. You're called out when you don't. The fans turn on you in a second. I mean, all that stuff happens. And these guys feel that. They can say they don't read it. They can say they're not on Twitter. They can say all that. They're lying when they say it. They read and see everything for the most part. Now, I'll give you this. K.J. Adams, not on Twitter. Not. I mean, I'll, he's not lying when he says it. But for the most part, these guys are aware of what's being said and, and the vibe that's out there. So, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm – not, I don't think they've gotten to the point where they they feel like, well, who cares what happens in the Big 12? Um, I, I think they're to the point where their focus right now is we just want to get better, and we just want to be as good as we can be in March. And if that means we're you know, fourth place in the, in the league and we end up a four or a five seed in the big dance, as long as we're playing at the level we want to play at and, and, and being the team that we think we can be, We'll take our chances there. They've been a one seed and, and been eliminated way too many times to worry too much about the seeding, you know. So um, I don't think they're throwing the conference away. They want to win this thing still. Everybody does. That's, that's the competitive nature of what these guys are made of. Um, but I don't think it's as much their top priority as it has been for most of his other teams. I, I just think, especially when that streak was still going, that was that was such a huge priority and you know do they want to win it you bet you but is it is it the most important thing i I don't i don't think they're viewing it that way already and so that makes this week pretty big um again tomorrow night should be next to no problem and Mm -hmm. you never want to take anybody for granted like you said but um they had no issue with oklahoma state down there and oklahoma state season's probably off the rails right now um so uh, you know it won't be a sleepwalk type of thing, but that shouldn't be that shouldn't be tough. But after but, that, man, Houston comes in, then they go to K State, and then what is it from there? I can't even remember. But it, it gets I think Baylor is home, and then um, 
Texas Tech's right after that, somewhere in there. And, and uh, the thing turns turns really, really night in, night out. It's it's an absolute dogfight. So um, they're, they're running out of time for sure to, to, to be able to kind of shape things the way they want to shape them. But, well, as I was getting ready to say, if they take care of business like uh, we both think they will against Oklahoma State and knock off Houston – uh, on Saturday, then you're talking about uh, a different disposition. I think for Jayhawk fans, maybe even the players themselves, because then they would find themselves at six and three, and one in the in their back pocket on Houston, which is in front of them right now. But man, that just brings in a really interesting dynamic to me with this bunch, uh, as thin as they might be, because when you get to the Big Twelve tournament in years past. KU hasn't necessarily had um, maybe that urgency because they had already had their March Madness fate pretty much sealed as far as whatever seed they were going to be. It wasn't going to improve all that much. That might change this year. And so while you you don't necessarily want to just cash it in on the Big 12 tournament, but I think you understand where I'm going with this, that KU might have more to play for the Big 12 tournament this year and a lot of years past. And what does that mean? That means you might have to play three games in three days, which we get right back right. to the square one again. Well, and, and again, it's it's Self's mindset and the kind of program he runs, too. I mean, they've always said they're not going to go over there and look to rest guys, you know. Um, if it's the right move from an injury standpoint or something like that, then he will, and he has. But, you know, they're competitive, and – if you win that first game, which you're obviously, if you're Kansas, you're always favored to do it. Then that second game's one you want to win because it gets you a chance to play for a trophy and a title, and that's what they want to do here: um, win titles, and and that gives them an opportunity to do it. And then at that point, they always say, if you're going to go over there and play three games, three days, you might as well win them, you know. Yep. And so, um, so, so it'll be hard for him um, to deviate from that. And I, I know that's not what you were saying, but. You know, I I just think that this program's just on cruise control when it comes to that, and and they just they're so locked in on. Well, we have a, a standard to uphold. We have to be Kansas, and that means you have to win every night. And if you don't win every night, you open yourself up to criticism. And look, this team is already being criticized, um, and and you know it's not unfair. Um, there, there are definitely some issues there, but there's also enough talent there to beat anybody on any given night. I know that's a cliche, but but it's very true. They, they still have a first five that's as good as anybody's in the country. And, um, you know, the bigger thing is probably making sure that they all stay on the same page and that they're all healthy and, and, and feeling good and all that versus worrying too much about the bench, which is why, you know, he'd, he'd never go for my theory of, of starting those guys tomorrow night. But, you don't have to start them. You could still play them 20 minutes. Yeah. You could give them more ownership in that game. For me, I just think starting them really hammers home that point. It's like, holy cow, yeah, this is our game. you know. And, and whether that would work or not, no one's ever asked me to be a basketball coach past uh, when I coached my boss's kids when they were in sixth grade a long, long time ago. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody will be jumping for joy over my, my idea, but um, – It'll be interesting, but you you hit it on the head too. I mean, if they if they win tomorrow and they beat Houston, um, hey, back on track, mm-hmm. very much so. And and 
and and you know not only back on track but back into the top five of the AP poll, which means absolutely nothing, but it does tell you something. It does tell you these are the best teams in the country right now. And, and if Kansas is up there and they swap, you know, Houston falls to eight and KU jumps up to the four spot or something like that, then guess who everyone well aware of sitting up there? It'd be Kansas. And, of course, they get to play them down in Houston as I think it's the finale. I think it's the last game of the season. So that, that, one, that one could be really interesting or it could mean absolutely nothing. But the way this whole league is set up right now, it feels like every game is going to mean something. Um, that last week, you know, both of the games in that week for, for probably six, seven, eight different teams. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been a wild race already, and we're not even halfway through. Matt Tate, R1S1Sports.com. Go there. Bunch, a bunch of really good content. Sign up for that. Our Jayhawk Insider brought to you by Super Pools. Matt, great job. Have a great rest of your week. Appreciate you. You bet, man. Thank you. You guys do the same, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. All right, there goes Matt Tate, brought to you by Super Pools. Give him a call, 316-880-3900, or to superpoolsusa.com. On the text line, a texter said, I watch KU game. It just seems like KU, as talented as they are, and not just this year, seem like they may be so into that talent that they really have a hard time getting up for games. With their talent, they have the ability to roll anybody. 316-247-0923. Keep those texts coming. Coming up next, speaking of that, it's I'm Old Jack Jonas, brought to you by Farhaw Roofing. Whether it's a repair service or replacement, Farhaw Roofing is a team for you. Call Farhaw Roofing or visit farhawroofing.com. We rise above the rest. I'm Old Jack Young. Next. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Your home's in your hands, you build it. You can save thousands of dollars building your dream home, remodeling your kitchen or bath, making your home more accessible as you age, or creating a new garage, barn, or workshop. You Build It has been helping homeowners save money for over 30 years. Using the You Build It system, you can choose your budget, who designs your renovations, and how involved you want to be in the process. Call or text now, 316-260-2044. Your home's in your hands. You Build It. Are you looking to step up your outdoor and camping adventures game this spring and summer? Then head out to the Four Seasons RV Open House RV and Camper Show just off I-70 in Abilene. They are opening up their doors this Thursday through Saturday for you to check out their over 100 different configurations of campers and RVs to get you to your next adventure today. Four Seasons RV Open House this Thursday through Saturday. Make that short drive to Abilene. It's Four Seasons RV where the fun begins. 
My sister was always running late. Kyle thought speed limits didn't apply to him. Dad drove a big pickup. She'd floor it between lights. He thought he was on a racetrack. He thought he was invincible. Ran a red light. Didn't see the curve. Crashed into the median. I miss her. I miss him. And that's why I don't speed. Don't speed through life. If you won't slow down for yourself, do it for them. A message from the Kansas Department of Transportation and your law enforcement community. I'm old. Jack's young. It's Monday. It's Red Monday. Chiefs still won. Still going to the Super Bowl. Still can't believe it. January 29. We'll find out who was brought into the world on this day here in a minute. Thanks to Matt Tate. Talking KU Athletics just a minute ago. Check out the podcast. If you missed him, he's great. R1S1Sports.com. Thank you, Farha Roofing, for reminding me that I'm old and Jack Young. Didn't we just have this? Or no? No. I would have remembered this. Okay. Even if we did, I'd have no idea. My my memory forgets the day after. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to my world. There yeah, we go. I could have sworn we just had this, but... And the fact that you don't remember it is even worse for you. Jack, wait, now, wait you a should, second. You should, you I just said that. I did remember that we didn't play this. Do you know the person? Is it Lady Gaga? See? I'm pretty sure we had this already. Is that who it is, Jeff? It is not. (laughs) That's why. Then why why did you say C? Go on. Explain yourself. Because I thought. Are you sure it's not Lady Gaga? Make sure you check again. (laughs) I I have double and triple checked. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty sure that we've had this recently. And did I miss it? Yes. What did I say? Lady Gaga. I did. Maybe, yeah. Barb, maybe Barb's listening so that we can get confirmation. I'm pretty sure. Bless Barb's heart. We're hundreds and hundreds of shows in if, now. If I'm if I'm Jack, I would just play okay. You missed that one. <laughs> Let's. You missed that one. I'm gonna play this two weeks from now. Be smart. Hang on a minute. Be quiet, you two. Uh, Rihanna. There you go. Good job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Say, so I usually have a pretty decent memory, but maybe mine's fading away too. I don't know. I've definitely given you Rihanna before. I just I'm. Not, I was going to say now that you mention it. If I gave this song last week, uh, that's memory is that's long gone. pathetic. That part <laughs> you did. That, that part I week. don't know, yeah. but I I know it was recent. See, that would be Jack. Yeah. Continue. I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it. I'm trying to trick you? No, kind of. And making me look bad at the same oh, time. No. Like, look what, what an idiot we're dealing with. <laughs> never, you know how I pick these songs? That. No, how? I'd love I to go know. through this list over here. So, obviously, when I play you songs, they give me a recommended list. And then off the top of my head, I go, I know that one doesn't have a curse word. Right? I don't have to search up clean version. So, sometimes right. I, I play the same one over again because... I think the only time I played a Panic at the Disco song that I was kind of like, 
Maybe you can get by with a couple of those curse words, but then it was like three curse words and a one chorus line. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. Uh-huh. So now I'm just like, ah, oh, there's no even sense to even try to, to find the clean version because you can't always trust them. <laughs> one time I clicked clean version, it was not clean. And I yeah. didn't double check it. And I was like, oh boy. Hmm. Okay. Pretty low bar to clear, but uh, you got to start somewhere. And I know I have dad brain, Michael, but that's a great that- theory, though, that you do have. Dad brain now. That okay, to show you a little dad. bit more, I accidentally fed Gordo an extra meal today when it was supposed to be just mm-hmm. a greenie. See, I'm I am Things falling starting to apart. get away from you. I yep. am falling apart. That is for sure. What uh, what semi old song did you play for me last week, Jack? Um, or well, or- Mark Anthony was one of them. That's semi old. Yep. Mm, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I played you something later in the week though. And I knew who it was. Yes, I nailed. You did it. you did nail yeah. it? Um, it was a train, but no, it was, not, it was not that you nailed good. It just as quickly. easy as train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know I gave you Taylor Swift, and you whiffed on that one. Yeah, because I didn't know "Cruel Summer." Yeah, you didn't know the newer ver- the newer uh, Taylor Swift. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the podcast, and that's something I'm not willing to do. So <laughs> I'm not either. And that's why <laughs> what you need to do yeah. is like what we do with our our winners. You need to just keep a keep a tab. Maybe that's what I'll start to do. Maybe I'll put over here on the far right, and I'll just start typing away, I'm old, Jack's young, this. Not that important. It's part of the charm of the segment. When we go wheels off, that's kind of where we are now. Uh, 149, (laughs) it's January 29, born day. Hint, if you need it, Kansas, 163. Yeah, a great state here. I thought Very at good. first you were gonna give me the band, like the no. the no, day they, the they created. <laughs> no, no, day they were born. No, this is the state. Yeah, happy birthday, Kansas. Happy birthday, also not quite one hundred sixty-three. He's only thirty-nine. Mark Gasol, brother of Powell. Very underrated. Former Memphis Grizzly. Yes, defensive player of the year one year. How about that. Looks like your typical YMCA tall dude that just wrecks you. Yeah, I don't. I don't play basketball at the YMCA, but I doubt there's many seven-one guys. Not the no, height but build. I, I know what Jack's trying the to build. say. You go that dude's do probably too. average. Dad bod. I know what he's that. trying to say. He got dad bod. Just I ran into yep. many of those people, and it's like, gosh, how's this guy so good? Fundamentals. It is the fundamentals, <laughs> baby. God, uh, Jason Schmidt. 51. Baseball. He had a minute. He did. Agree? Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, more he was than good. A yeah. Early aughts. Three, four, five, six. Pirates, Giants. This guy had more than a minute. Turning 56, Aeneas Williams. Uh, football. Yes. Hall right. of Famer. Hall of Fame cornerback. Cardinals, Rams. Stacy King, 55. Uh, basketball. Yes. Or my OU great. He was the center opposite Danny Manning in the 88 championship game. Uh-huh. Also, wasn't he a bowl? Yes. Yep. Won three championships with Bulls. 
He's a uh, broadcaster for uh, CSN Chicago. So he still does bowl, Bulls games. Dominic Hashik, 59. Big four? Yeah, need a hint? I'll take it. Born in the Czech Republic. Hockey. Yes. <laughs> Never fails. Hall of Fame goalie. Goalie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hall not of Fame or greatest Hall ever. That's not Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. I'm not going to get the it. The Dominator, Texter points out. That's his nickname. It's a great nickname. We can put it yes. in our in our wall of fame here. Six-time Vesna Trophy winner. You know what the Vesna Trophy is given to? Uh, the best goalie. Correct. Andre Reed, 60. Football, I believe, wide receiver. Hall of Fame wide receiver, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Part of the woes, right? The three consecutive mm-hmm. years? Yep. He was part of that, Didn't right? he play like yep. 15 or so years in Buffalo? A long time, yep. The pride of Cutstown State. And I don't know where that is, but. Pennsylvania. It is? Yep. You grew up wow. in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Allentown, went to school. yep. What else could you tell me about Allentown? Um, apparently nothing. Because yeah. if you knew, you knew. <laughs> That's a song uh, by Billy Joel. Wonder what song gave him that idea. I don't know. Steve Sachs, sixty-four. Yeah, Steve Sachs was a. Uh, Former player, and I believe a coach at some point. Baseball. Baseball. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. It's all right. Second baseman, Dodgers. Five-time All-Star, but actually got the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Got the thing? Yeah. He got the The yips? He got the movie? The the thing? Oh, Can't throw it to first base. I can sympathize. I can sympathize. You've had the yips? I did, yes. Hmm. Very weird. Oh, you like this? Yes. Okay. Or White Sox? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, this guy was not a former White Sox. There's your hint. And non-Big Four. Ooh. Greg Luganus, 64. Oh, I do know this. He was a diver, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Four-time Olympic gold medal on the 10-meter platform. And the three-meter springboard. And he also infamously hit his head on the board in one of those dives. Also born on this day. Now, is he still? Oh, man. No longer with us. Joe Primo. Hint. If you need it. I'll take it just because. Born in Ontario. Hockey. Hockey Hall of Famer, yes. I was hoping you would say wrestling. Sounds like a good wrestling name. Joe, Joe Primo? Primo? It is, yeah. P-R-I-M-E-A-U at the end. So even a cool spelling. How else would you spell Primo? Is that pretty much it? P-R-I-M-O. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Just an O at the end, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. All right. All right, uh, don't want to spoil anything about it, but some Chiefs talk coming at you, I bet you. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you know, that's Pat's show, not mine. Yes. So, uh, also for those that didn't get enough, uh, Matt Tate, Jayhawk Talk, Hawk Talk is later on tonight at six, and then of course the coverage starting tomorrow against Oklahoma State, six thirty, right here, your home for the Jayhawks. It's also your home for the Pulse. So stick around because that is next. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm.